0: fierce fan media. What a ho-bag. <laughs> what a ho-bag! <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian.
1: I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom.
2: I'm Erin the geeky gal Okay. So, um,
0: <laughs> Julie's working tonight. We're not sure where the other Stacy is, so you get the pleasure of dealing with us. Um, I am drinking... This is a bottle of wine someone brought me. I don't know who. Uh Diego Mora. It's a Chardonnay. It's from Napa. I'm not a big Chardonnay person. Um but it's 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 good. I That's I, all. Period. I don't
2: I, I don't <laughs> like
0: the I don't like the afterbite that Chardonnay has. And this definitely has that, which I think makes it a good Chardonnay, but it's not it's not my jam.
1: Yeah, I don't like that either when it has like that tart like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I hate that.
0: Yeah. So this definitely has that. But I'm, I mean, I'm going to drink it.
2: Of course. You know order. that that winery we went to for your birthday was a crew. C R U. I remember they had that fantastic chardonnay there. And I bought that bottle and then of course it got broken. But either way, oh. I oh. That Chardonnay made my life I, I may have been like the company I was into and the fact that I was probably already a little tipsy but that Chardonnay mm, that's,
1: that's usually why we love that. why we love a certain bottle and we buy it like later when yeah. you're like sober and you pull it out you're like this is all right but yeah you're like the company remember. the atmosphere <laughs> like right? all
2: that. yeah yeah wine tasting makes wine taste like infinitely better totally it's like, totally. great but it's it's just like this is the best wine i've ever
0: had what cracks me up it's when i go wine tasting is i'm like oh this bottle is only 30 dollars oh that's reasonable i'll buy it in a store i would never never, yep. never. <laughs> yeah, I don't spend that much right? on wine in i'm stores. on the
2: bottom shelf i'll take a yeah. sir <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will buy the wine that is, when I go to the store, that's like, if I'm, if it's just for me, like nothing special that is drinkable and doesn't give me a hangover. Like that's my, right. yeah, that's yeah, nice. when you're wine tasting, you're like, oh, $33. Oh my God, this one's cheap.
1: Like I'll get two.
0: Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Might as
1: well, well. they also <laughs> waive your tasting fee, which is usually 10 or $15. That's so like having yeah. that waived when you buy yeah. the bottle, you feel like you're saving like $15. So you're like, yeah, 30 is great. Yeah that, yeah, true. That's Fair. yeah, that is true. Fair <laughs> point. Um, I'm like <laughs> drinking Tito's and Gatorade.
0: Um, that sounds so good. I haven't oh, had vodka goodness. in a
2: while. <laughs> oh, it's been sad. You're not
0: going to start sweating, are you?
2: I, I already am. <laughs> Under my boobs. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I'm actually drinking tonight. I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking Harney Lane, Jackie.
0: Oh, you saved it that
2: long? It's been a year. I know. Wow. I'm, I'm I opened it up.
1: Good is thing. it I'm as good as when you it? tasted it?
2: Yeah, but because I'm with you guys again. perfect. that's a good and answer, I, Zach. Thank you. I'm a writer
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um okay, we have a few topics tonight. The first one is. So Alexander Smirnoff, who was the informant that supposedly had like the um, smoking gun for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, bribing foreign um, foreign countries uh, was something like $50 million or however much, you know, I really should have had this pulled up before I started talking about it um anyway you guys all remember what i'm talking about he was the one that the the republicans were running around saying we got him we got him we got him hunter biden and um and joe biden are guilty of this they're bribing foreign governments yada yada we have a eyewitness blah 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 well he's been found to be lying and now they're pressing charges against him so (laughs) round and round we go (laughs) uh i mean I have two, two things of thought on this. Number one, I'm glad that they're being held accountable for their like frivolous lies. And, you know, it, it's, I, it'll be good to see him sitting in court having to defend himself for this like blatant, blatant lie. But the other thing is with how tuned out people get and how like much they don't like the idea of another Biden and Trump run in 2024, it's almost too late, right? Like these are just talking points now that are naturally part of the right-wing propaganda machine. And now it's so ingrained in their their like visceral thoughts about Joe Biden, even though, even if this guy is found completely guilty of lying and making up the whole thing, that's not going to sway any of them.
1: Nope. No, the damage, is, on done. One. Like the damage is done. It's like a school teacher that gets accused of touching a student. Mm-hmm. Even if he's, completely proven innocent he's run out of town he can't hold that well, it's job like hillary clinton sat
0: through 14 hours of of questioning for benghazi was found innocent by a republican congressional committee innocent and we still heard about it through the whole 2016 election
2: yeah, probably why she is is ultimately
0: lost well she lost because of the emails still the yeah. emails were found to be no, 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 right but i'm again well, another point so yeah. I'm glad people are like, oh, finally, like we can put this to rest. I'm like, no one's put this to rest. This is still going to be a total talking. You think Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be like, oh, it's not true. I'll be quiet about it. (laughs) It's not a thing that happens. So the reason I I wanted to mention on here tonight was just as a counterpoint for those of you that find yourself in those uncomfortable conversations with people when they bring this up, it's an easy like, actually, he's been indicted for lying under oath about that. And it was found to not be true. So,
2: And then you um, drop a mic. If you don't have a mic, pick up like a pencil or a stapler and you drop it, you walk away. Fuck those people. A stapler.
0: That's that's fun. You can drop a stapler. Well, I was
2: like thinking you'd be at the office maybe <laughs> like around the water cooler. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> and what was Trump found guilty of today? Like he has to pay what, like $833 million or something? What was that for? Yep. It was five, Wait,
2: million. And fifty four million dollars,
0: but added to 80,
1: the other eighty
0: three point three million. Yeah, he has to pay three hundred and fifty four million dollars. He was found mm-hmm. guilty today, and then on top of the eighty three point three million, so he's down a yeah. billion dollars. And I don't even think he was worth that much. So right. well, that's right. is all at the same time where he's um, he's put his daughter in law in as the RNC chair. So the RNC is essentially just going to become a funnel for Trump's legal campaign fees. Like it's Mm -hmm. just the old, you guys, the only reason this man is running for office is to keep his ass out of jail. Yeah. And because it's like, like he doesn't.
2: Yeah. He like, he doesn't give a fuck about the American people. And it's so funny to me how people that love him think he does. Cause it's like, are you fucking, I mean, you are, you're dumb. You're fucking dumb because you think that he is out for the American public and he's not well he's out for him he's gunning for him but god it's just so it just flabbergasts me when you hear about the polls and I know it's still early but it's just like god damn I know Joe Biden's old but fucking Trump are you kidding me
1: my flabber is gasted yes (laughs) Yes. Well, well, the reality
0: is like Joe Biden is old. He's an old man. Like, and he's looking frail. And, you know, that report that came out wasn't great. But that too, I think, is a bit of hyperbole because you're talking about statements made during a deposition and it's just known lore that how often do we listen to people being deposed where they just say, I can't recall, I can't recall, I can't recall. Because the rule of thumb is If you can't remember something explicitly, you say, I can't recall.
2: Right. Yes. Like, and it's so obvious that that's more than likely what was happening. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he, quote unquote, didn't remember when Bo died, like, I don't believe that. I don't either. I think that it it just, it's shocking to me. It's shocking. I think, like, I don't know, did you listen to Pod Save America about that? Yeah. Like that part when he was like, Maybe I don't remember the exact year and you know what, like losing my mom, like, I don't remember the exact year all the time that my mom passed. I know, like, I have to do it in my head. I'm like, it's 11, 10, 11. Like I have to say that in my head, but I can't be like, oh, it's 2011. Like, yeah. boom, done, 2011. Like, and I feel like I know Beau's passing is a little different than my mom's passing, but at the end of the day, it's grief. And how, how does your brain remember it? You remember the day you remember everything that happened on that day. Yep. But just because you don't exactly remember the date doesn't mean that you are a horrible human being. It just means like that's the least important thing about that date is the date, right? Like, who gives a fuck that it was the 10th of November? It's that I was in the bathroom when it happened. And, you know, the minute the knock on the door came, I knew something had happened. I rushed into the room. Like, I remember everything. I remember bawling. I remember all of those things. But just because I don't remember the exact date doesn't mean that I'm a fucking horrible human being and I have a bad memory. Like, I just, my grandma
0: meant the absolute world to me, and I still I mix it up between uh, 2010 and 2012 for whatever reason. Like I I never right. get it right, and I don't know the date. I know she died in the summer, but I can right. tell you what it was like sitting in that hospital room as she like took her last breath. Like I remember the entire date, everything. Right. But I don't remember the exact date. Right. Like, um. Stacy and I had a very good friend when we were younger. Chris, who passed away. And I remember every moment of finding out, but I don't, I don't remember the day he was buried, like the date. I remember all of it, but uh, the only reason I remember the, the actual date, it was because it was two days after Christmas. That's the only reason, like there was something, there
2: was something big that happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. I heard that. I was just like, I, I don't know. He could probably tell you what the room smelled like he could probably right. tell you like the pit in his stomach he could probably like he could probably tell you all of those things i i guess i just feel like all of this is the media's blatant attempt to um try and say see we're being fair see we're we're holding right. the justice as accountable as we're holding trump but they're not comparable no. like this man defrauded an election tried to stage an um, insurrection is working with global, uh, authoritarians, uh, told NATO, uh, our NATO alliances that they should go ahead and be bombed if they don't pay the bill that we sent in. Right. Like that compared to mixing up the year, I just, it, it's, it's such a false dichotomy in terms of mm-hmm. like the, the actual essence of, ha- of not having a good memory about it because we're we're terrible at remembering dates but we can remember feelings our memories are tied to emotions and right. if you can bring yourself back to that moment and remember everything that was going on the date doesn't
2: matter in my right. in my opinion i like, agree i 100% agree and i think that any person who has lost someone understands that and gets it and like mm-hmm. even if you haven't lost somebody but you understand what grief means mm-hmm. like you can separate it but That just that was really frustrating for me to when I first saw that drop the special counsel report and then CNN was just like eviscerating it uh, Biden and I was just like okay I understand Jackie you're right CNN is just trying to be look we're fair we can be trusted we're not fake news like they're just trying to like reestablish themselves as non-biased okay fine the fact of the matter is. That if you're going to eviscerate Biden, then you need to make sure that you show every motherfucking thing Trump says, because 99% of it is unhinged. And if you only show the 1% that isn't unhinged, then what the fuck? Like, that's that's where I get real nervous, because I'm just hoping, like, the American public in general, that it's going to vote Democratic, um, remembers... (laughs) remembers to forget that Biden may have made, may have not remembered every date. (laughs) Well, I feel like too, we've gotten,
0: our culture isn't real great at critical thinking. And by saying that, let me explain. We're, we're a, a society now of quick reaction and hot takes and like knee jerk emotional responses to things instead of giving our, and this is because Clicking on headline cells, TikToks only are 30 seconds to a minute, like we're scrolling through reels where like we have all of this instantaneous, intentionally designed to get an emotional reaction out of us. So when we hear something like he didn't remember the year his son died, the knee jerk reaction is, oh my God, how can you not remember that? That's got to be the most horrific thing for a parent to ever go through. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't take 10 seconds to think back on people that have meant something to us. That mm-hmm. we have lost and and think, but what do what do I remember about that time and that day? Is it explicitly the date? And for some people, it probably is. Like I, some people have it tattooed on them. Some people have it on the back of their car windows. Like I, I'm not saying that this is a people aren't a monolith, right? Like it's not right. Not everyone's going to have that same reaction. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying he should or shouldn't or whatever. I'm saying I don't think it's that big of a deal to not know the explicit date. Because I don't care how old you are, losing your child is burned into your your soul. It's seared in there, and I don't care what they say about his memory. I don't I don't give a shit. If he were to come down with full blown Alzheimer's in the next few years, you could probably mention Bo's name, and he's going to remember what that day felt like because it's tied to emotion. So, like, we have to give yes. We have to give ourselves a second and try to push ourselves back from having these knee-jerk emotional reactions to every little thing that we hear before we make snap, snap judgments. And this just isn't about Biden. Listen, once again, he's not my first fucking choice, okay? Right. <laughs> like, I am going to hold my nose and vote vote for Joe Biden. I'm not excited about it. I, it's, it's not a thing that I'm looking forward to doing, but I'm going to fucking do it because the alternative is fucking Trump. Is the end of democracy. It's <laughs>
2: <Right. laughs> the end of a vote. Yeah. Right? Like, so Like you vote for Biden or you never get to vote again. I mean.
0: I just, I don't, I, I just, I hope we, I I hope the younger generation, it's hard because I see these, the Gen Z and the older Gen Alphas and they want to make a change in the world and they want things to be better. And I love that about them. I, I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. And I think they are going to make a difference. I think we're going to see major reforms in gun control come about because of them. I think we're going to see major strides with uh, women's rights. I think we're going to see strides in healthcare, all because of these generations that are coming up. So I love them. But their devotion to the purity of needing everything to be correct isn't obtainable. It's just not available because no person is ever going to suit all of your needs, all of your wants, and, and you're you're never not going to be disappointed in them if you are an honest person with integrity that is, avail- uh, that is able to self-evaluate. We're seeing it right now, and I hate to do this, but you see it with Taylor Swift, okay? And I'm talking about like these superstars, these people who ha- hold them on such pedestals or expect so much from them. And I don't think Joe Biden's on anyone's pedestal. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But when you think like, I'm gonna give my vote to someone, you want them to be everything that you stand for. And you see it with Taylor Swift, like she's on this pedestal and the moment she has a cringy moment, the moment she says something wrong, people annihilate her. And it's the same thing with Joe Biden. Like, instead of thinking for two seconds, this man has spent 60 years in public service. 60 years negotiating international trade deals, 60 years dealing with terrorist organizations, 60 years understanding how the Senate works, 60 years navigating this complicated, bureaucratic, painful system. Instead of thinking, maybe he knows some shit that I don't, or maybe he's trying to get to an end goal that I don't see right now because I'm not as familiar with the systems because my only interaction with local government is going to the fucking DMV, they immediately think he's a terrible person. He doesn't stand for what I stand for. And he wants everybody to burn. And he's letting people, you know, die in Gaza. There are complicated systems at work here. And I, I want people, especially the younger listeners to understand, I know you guys probably weren't around for the the bulk of what happened after 9-11. Okay. Um, and I know you read about it and maybe you are super educated, but As someone who lived through it, as someone who was serving in the military during it.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say you were in the military
0: then. There was a huge push to go in and just blow everybody up that attacked us. That was what everyone wanted to do. We had all these reports on weapons of mass destruction and like all all of all of these arrows that pointed to they needed to be removed from the planet. But this doesn't happen in a vacuum. And the generational trauma that these these people and these countries endure doesn't go away because we blow up their biggest cities or we take away their, their electricity access, or we ruin their stake in the financial, in the international financial world. And you have to understand when you remove people like that through brute force and blood and tears, someone else is going to pop up in their place. And you don't know if that person's going to be worse. You don't know if that group's going to be worse. You don't know the implications that it's going to have on the rest of the world because none of us are fortune tellers. So it's not always as easy as just saying, just don't stand with Israel or just get them to cease fire. Or, and listen, I don't want to see more kids die. No one wants that. So just because I'm saying this, don't take the stance of, you don't care about the kids in Gaza. You don't care that people there are dying needlessly. That is absolutely not true. That's 100% inaccurate. All I'm saying is, I don't believe that I'm privy to every piece of information that is available on this topic. And I don't think you are either. And I know it looks horrific. And I know innocent people are dying. And I know innocent children are dying. And that is fucking awful. Awful. There are generations being wiped out over there. People who are never going to be reestablished their family name, people who have lost husbands, wives, caregivers, babies. That's fucking awful. And it, it hurts to even think about. But the answer isn't always as easy as what we think it should be. And that is because I don't have 60 years of experience dealing with these issues. I don't know what the right answer is over there. And I know that's, and I'm bringing this up. I know it sounds like I'm going on a tangent, but I'm bringing this up because this is the reason that he's lost so much of our younger democratic vote. All I'm saying is maybe leave space for the possibility that you aren't privy to all of the information that the governments are. That's all I'm saying. And maybe there's a bigger, wider, more complicated intent and plan in place then they're going to tell us because every terrorist organization scours our news channel scours our social media to see what the pulse is of of America and what's going to happen so i i believe joe biden is a decent person i believe that i genuinely do and because i believe he's a decent person i believe that he is going to make the best possible choice of the options that are available to him and people are probably going to get hurt in the process and people are going to be disappointed so all i'm Mm -hmm. saying is hold some space for being disappointed it's okay to be disappointed in your leaders it's okay to be disappointed in people that you look up to okay that's actually a good sign it means that you're actually thinking and that you're human but what is the alternative With the information you have, it might be one thing, but you're not privy to everything. So that's all I wanted to say about it. I agree with you.
2: I would like to agree with you and also add that one of the things that I think is so easy to forget as the voting population, you know, I feel like Americans in general forget that a lot of the things they're feeling right now aren't because of this administration they're because of the one prior and the one prior is also trying to become the next one like so the tax taxes that you're feeling the you know the 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 after effects of us not t- us as in the united states of america because of our leader at that time not taking covid seriously a lot of these things are because of that administration not because of this one a lot of the, what we'll feel in the future if it's not undone by some fucking lunatic in the future if it's not undone we will be seeing things that are because of this administration we'll be seeing great things we'll you know the, it, it's it's important so important to remember that and I know a lot of our listeners probably know that and I I wish I wish there was a way that we could get non-listeners to listen so they get it but like it's just so important that we remember we need to remember what the fuck happened before this administration and remember how miserable we were and how it was very unhinged and it wasn't good and the only thing that's changed is Trump has become more unhinged yeah. and I just, it's really fucking important to remember that. And, um, you know, third party voting and like, listen, if you're not voting for Biden, unfortunately, if you're not voting for Biden. You're voting to end democracy. Like I know it seems alarmist and I am an alarmist, but I think Jackie, you would agree. Stacy, you would agree. Like, and I'm the alarmist. You all aren't, but I am. And I just feel like this is so important. And I know it sucks that it's Biden, but you know what? It, it won't be in four years after this election. It won't be Biden again. It'll be someone else. It'll be some other Democrat that comes in the poops and saves the day. So let's just go with it. Let's go with it. And remember that Biden isn't the only one making decisions. Yes, he's making the ultimate decision, but he has a wonderful support system. Like all, every president has, every president should, except for Trump. Trump had no support system because he didn't listen to anybody. But you have a cabinet, you have you have people around, you have a of staff, you have, you have everything. you need. People need to remember that. Yes, Biden's making the decision, but he is getting, he's asking for opinions. He's listening to people, he's talking to people. Trump never did any of that. And you know what? We vote a lot of these people that get give these opinions into office. Like, let's let's remember that. I'm sorry. I'm off my soapbox. Maybe I shouldn't drink anymore. <laughs> no, you bring up a lot of good points. Like,
0: I wish Biden wasn't running. I wish he had passed the baton like he said he was going to and be the bridge right. to the next generation. I wish all of those things. I'm mad at Biden for that. I'm disappointed in him for Mm -hmm. choosing to run again instead of handing it off to someone. I don't want him to run with my whole heart. I wish Biden wasn't running for office, but he is right. And no Democrat is going against him because of the norm, the institutional norms that they've adhered to. Is that right? No. I I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Like some things in life aren't fucking fair. Okay. Like, but this is what it is. This is who's going to win. And it's going to be Biden or Trump on the ballot, whether we like it or not. And I just, I, I feel with my whole body, there's just no other choice. It I would literally vote for Thor, my Thor, my dog Thor. Oh, I was like,
2: I'd vote for Thor too. i actually vote for your dog above too. Above Trump.
0: I don't care who's sitting opposite him on that ballot. I'm voting for them. Like, so all of my disappointment and kind of like, oh, fuck, about Biden. It doesn't matter because it's not about Biden. It's about Trump. And right. And... Th- th- and it's okay to be disappointed, you guys. It just, it is. We're not always going to be happy with the way things turn out. You need to learn to be comfortable in disappointment. And fucking, I hope that in in the, the recourse of all of this, that we end up with really fucking stellar candidates that run next time. And I, I, that's what I hope. I hope that this engages people once again, just like it did when Trump first got elected. <laughs> To run for office and to try and make their statement like if you if you don't like your choices then you should run for office like i i just i don't know how else to say that but there there isn't a third option there just isn't i mean we would be having a very different conversation if nikki haley was going to win the the republican nominee we would like i don't like nikki haley i don't agree with her but i'm not afraid of her
2: right and i not 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 blowing up the world. This is the only thing that worries me, and not to switch topics to Nikki Haley, but I I feel like because I've been listening to, you know, to podcasts and more now, I, I feel like I took a big break because I just couldn't deal with it. But now it's like ramping up and I feel like I need to be informed. And one of the things that I worry about, like, let's just say Nikki Haley comes in and just fucking kills it and like just becomes the nominee no but let's just say perfect world it would be biden versus actually perfect world would be pete Buttigieg judge versus nikki haley pete would win period gone um and then elizabeth warren as his vice president that's all i'm saying um my thing with nikki is that it worries me that she's she knows she's on the outside And I would hope that if she were to become anything important, like as far as she won't be, we all know that. But let's just say, I fear that she would be like, "Okay, I'm going to allow people to sway me because of the mat. I want the MAGA vote back for sure." And I just that scares the shit out of me. That I, I mean, but like we've talked about Nikki Haley and in the. the carass of fucking assholes that could have been running for a Republican nomination. Um I felt like she was the she is the most sane choice. <laughs> but the most sane so, in the
0: in the bananas group for sure.
2: Right. Yeah. Like if you were gonna have to like say gun to my head, who am I I shouldn't even say that. That we should stop saying that. I should stop saying that. But like, you know, Someone's going to rip a toenail off. I would pick Nikki Haley, like. Over Trump? Why not? Yeah, duh.
0: For sure. No, no, I'm just
2: saying like out of all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was like, you know, Chris Christie and fucking Ron butthole bag of hair DeSantis, like all that, like all of that, I would have. I would have actually
0: picked Chris Christie over Nikki Haley.
2: Yeah, because I guess he came and established he hates Trump. He's like, I fucking don't like the guy.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, in his New York answer.
0: Like, I don't know. I, I don't like Chris Christie. This isn't an endorsement of him, like, at all. But at least he... I, I'm not even going to defend him. It doesn't matter. Because uh, none of it matters. Trump's going to win. Um, I know. Okay, so... In a shocking turn of events here in America, we had a shooting at the Super Bowl parade for Kansas City. Um. They don't know a lot. Uh, They believe that it was a dispute between people and not a terrorist attack. So I guess that's good news. Um, But again, you can just fucking carry guns in certain parts of this country. And it's, you know, a a kid ended up dying because of it. And there's a lot of people that are injured. And um, I want... To like have an emotional reaction to it, but you see it now and you're just like, yeah, that tracks. Like, I just, there's nothing, I don't know. And I know that's not the right thing to say. And that I should be advocating for like more gun control and universal background checks. And I should be saying that we really need to push these things, but that's just not going to happen with the Congress that we have in office. So, it breaks my heart that another family lost a, a a a baby a little kid because somebody some dude got upset and got too emotional and decided that whatever this person said to him was worthy of them losing their life and took a shit ton of people down in the process of it you know it always amazes me whenever the super bowl comes around um and my team was in it this year and i i was devoted. Like we have been pushed out of the Super Bowl for our wins the last four times we've been there. Like we cannot grab that that sixth ring and everybody knows that I'm a diehard Niners fan. I love them. I watch them religiously. I follow their stats in the offseason. Like I'm in it. And you know what I said when they lost? Oh, at least it was a good game because I don't fucking play for them. My (laughs) life is no different on Monday morning. You don't? <laughs> my life is no different Monday morning than it was Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Like nothing in my life has changed. It was it was disappointing, but at least they played well. It was a good football game, and they went into overtime. Okay, like that's all I can ask for. These these men who are smashing their TVs, hitting walls, throwing things, acting like absolute babies. Whatever the Super Bowl pops up, and whose ever team loses, because some. Guys, spoiler alert. Someone has to lose. Someone's losing that day. Nope. I don't believe it. I always flash back on all these men saying women are too emotional to be in charge of things. Women are too emotional to run things. You guys can't even handle when your favorite football team doesn't win a game. Right. It's mind-blowing to me. And these are dudes that I love and I respect. Like, I work with this one guy who I like very, very much he's, he's a wonderful human being. He's great at his job. He came in with his hand wrapped up on Monday. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened? He was like, Oh, I punched the wall after the Niners lost. I was like,
1: why?
2: <laughs> what?
0: Like, what do you mean you punch it? The- like, are you kidding me? I will never oh understand
1: god. why men feel the need to break their own things when they're mad. Right? Like the guys that like break their own windshield or throw their tools or punch holes in walls. Oh my you god. know you have to fix that or pay to have it fixed. Like wild. Or so buy something salt in the new. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't get it.
2: I don't get it either. Wild. Yeah. And that and you're so right Jackie like we're always seen as the emotional species right like it's like wait a second like at least we're not do violent get like that you're right like do I get emotional yes but I also am totally you're like, not in danger to, to yourself or it.
0: others when you get emotional right, right. But, like,
2: but I also admit that I can get emotional men are like I don't get emotional while they're punching a wall and it's like <laughs> okay it's I'm
0: the sorry. breaking of tvs that blows my mind too i'm like that was a, like a 1200 like was that worth 1200 dollars to you to break oh, that TV? mine is
1: video mine. games when they throw the controllers or they like ah, break wild. their controllers playing video games i'm like that says a lot
2: yeah yeah it's a
1: video game it's Red for flag. entertainment
2: yeah Red Red like, I, Red I, flag. Like, I fully like as a woman as a woman and I, like, I fully admit that I'm a horrible sport. I'm a very poor sport, but you know what I don't do? I don't get involved in things when I know I can't win. Like 100%, I'm like, I can't win? I'm out. Is like, <laughs> that out 100% guaranteed that I'm going to win? I'm out. I don't know. Like Yahtzee, I'll play, but I'm going to be pissed when I don't win. Let's, Guess
0: what? I don't win. Let's talk about that for a second because the internet is on fire talking about Travis Kelsey yelling mm-hmm. at Andy Reid on the sidelines. Oh, not
1: only that, but because it was ugly, but the coach came out and said, he was just saying, put me in, put me in. I can win. Put me in. I can make the, I can score. That's I can, you know, just like, was like saying. I don't in. care. I was don't being care what so the fact that the coach like said, it's not that big him. a deal, but I did see a, like, collage on tiktok of a minute of travis kelsey throwing fits on the field throwing his helmet punching other players throwing fits and i went oh okay this is actually a pattern now i understand let
2: me let the record
1: show you have always hated him
2: and i've always said that he's a spoiled brat always i think more than that very first podcast
0: i am I'm not here. Let me preface this by saying I'm not making excuses for Travis Kelsey at all. I think what concerns me the most about it is you have one gazillion young girls watching you now because of Taylor Swift and you behaved like an absolute asshole, like an yeah. absolute asshole. And. I. I. I did see their their podcast snippets on um, TikTok about it. And, you know, at least Jason called him out and said he went over the line and it's not acceptable and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But the reality is you have a bunch of apologists online for him now saying, oh, you don't understand. He's just passionate. I've been passionate about stuff too. I've never, I, I played sports my whole life, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Granted, I've never been in a Super Bowl, but my coach would have benched me in a fucking heartbeat, had I behaved like that. that. And he has a huge audience now of young women that watch him and think that's acceptable.
1: But on the other hand, I totally agree. That is super ugly to show to teenage girls. But on the other hand, the Swifties that have rallied behind saying girl those are red flags you totally. need to realize yeah. them and see them and i think that that has been the message so loud mm-hmm. that all these young girls are going "Ooh, that yeah. was not cute it so wasn't at least cute. they're not like it it's not cute. like there's you know uh excuses being made for him it's totally. definitely all over everywhere saying red flag hello not okay spoiled brat Like, so that's good. Well, because it's not a one-off, right? Like, if this
0: had been the only instance in the Super Bowl game where he's real heated, I think people rightfully would have gotten the ick. Like, oh, God, that was super uncalled for. But I've seen the mashups, too, of the minute-long, two, three-minute-long, you know, collages of him just throwing an absolute temper tantrum. I don't... I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way, but I know I have like a bias in it where I've never really liked them together. I've always said, if she's happy, I'm happy. Like I don't, right. you know, I don't care, but I've always thought Jason was the better brother of the two of them. My grandma used to tell me resorting to violence is a sign of uh, the inability to intellectually adapt. Yep. And that's always stuck with me. Like if you have, if you don't have enough self-control to keep yourself from violently reacting to something, you need to evaluate why that is. Do you not have the words or like use your big boy voice? Like are, you're unable to emotionally. <laughs> big boy yourself, voice. That's, that's worrisome because we all know in relationships, things aren't always Super Bowl wins and eras tours. Like th- things are hard sometimes and difficult. And if you can't, and I don't buy the whole like, oh, we're we're just passionate people. There's a lot of passionate people in the world that don't right. throw absolute temper
2: tantrums.
1: Passion doesn't equal violence. Like well, also, I have never
2: seen Taylor Swift throw a temp- temper tantrum well, also, like that.
1: Also, you weren't in the game. It wasn't your fucking call. Who
0: do you think you are to confront your coach like that?
2: yeah right? that like was my is, first thought like you need, you need to, to respect, to talk respect your coach th- yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like it was wild as someone who also grew up in sports like I can't even imagine like obviously it was high school and college like so it's not like I was like you know like you said I didn't I wasn't up for a Super Bowl win but like I can't even imagine speaking to my coach like that like Ever, like ever. And I know that obviously I'm not a violent person, which I do think Travis Kelsey is a violent person. And I've seen his temper tantrums. I think that I think that most football players have to have some thread of like not violence, like horrible violence, but they need to be able to have that instinct to clobber somebody because that's what they're doing like i don't think a little a, a, a person that doesn't have that in them could play football well because they don't have it in them to be violent to be i'm not saying i get, i don't know i just feel like i gotta have like so many disclaimers and you know what Fuck it but like at the end of the day everybody drink i truly believe that if a woman had fucking done that it would be it would, it would never go away. It would never go away for that person. And it's it. I saw someone say it perfectly. It was like, if a black person did it, it would be considered violent. If a black football player had done that to his white coach, it would be considered violent. And he would never be able to live that down. If a woman had done it to her coach, she would have been considered a lunatic. And she would have never been able to live that down. But because it was a white man and it's Travis Kelsey, it's he's passionate. You know what? I, I literally have the biggest bias. I can't fucking stand this guy. I think he's the worst of the worst. That being said, I had gotten to the point where I was like, if Taylor's happy, I'm happy for her. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want people to tell me how cool he is. I don't want people to tell me, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Look at him in his great guy suit. He looks like a fucking couch with a beard. I fucking hate him. He looks like a 70s porn couch. Oh, my God. But anyway, so like... That being said, I was like ready to be like, you know what, Taylor, like I love you and I, you can do no wrong for me. It's like, so if you're happy. I'm going to fucking suck it up and be happy for you because, you know, her and I are like besties and she fucking talks to me. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm an asshole. But at the end of the day, I was just like, OK, fine. But that happened. And I was like, listen, I can't I cannot be OK with that. I cannot be OK with that. The, a lot of people lost. On that field, and not a single one of them acted like that motherfucker, and he ended up winning. So well, the interesting thing is, the Chiefs have this reputation
0: for being like this "quote unquote" likable team, but every time I've watched the Chiefs this season in any type of adversity, the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they've all acted like giant babies. As babies. soon as they're down, as soon as things are going, and not just Travis Kelsey, but it's it's easy to be, you know, likable and, you know, when approachable winning. when you're winning. Mm-hmm. But I think your true character shows when you're
1: losing. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So well said. I so like, more well said than me. <laughs> I like Patrick Mahomes and I'm glad that Stacey's not on here to jump all over me for saying that out loud. But there is something likable about him and, like, the way he is with his wife. Like, how cute they are and the way he walks across the field with his little swish, like the comments on. There's a guy that does like imitations of people, and I know he does exactly what you're Mahomes talking about.
2: I want like, the one too. Is he the and he walks across
1: like his yard, like this is how Patrick Mahomes yeah. walks, and he like walks across his yard, and it's very like Jack Sparrow with his yeah. little hand up, you know, and like swishing. And the comments on that video were so fucking funny. Like people saying like. Patrick Mahomes definitely has a little sugar in his tank. Okay. Because he swishes all over that field and I love watching. I don't know if he's a great person. Like I've seen like the stuff he does, like with his money, his donations his like homeless projects and like that kind of stuff. And I've seen like how he is with his wife sometimes. Like it's very cute. I don't know what he's like when he loses. I don't know him personally, obviously, but he is very fun to watch. Like I like watching him. I think I don't actually
2: disagree with you. I really like Patrick Mahomes. Like I think he is. When I hear him speak, I like I like to listen to him because I feel like he doesn't sound like an asshole. Yeah. But but he sounds like mm, he looks like a Christian Christian asshole light. Like like like. But like. But I will say this: like one of the things that I don't like about him is that when he speaks he's one way but when he's playing and losing he's another I think things
0: can be true Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback that the NFL will ever see even above Tom Brady when his career is done I think his stats are going to outperform Tom Brady Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends that the NFL will ever see that's that's a fact um George Kittle actually had a better year than him but you know we won't we won't get into that He's not quite at Gronk's level yet, but Travis Kelsey will go in the Hall of Fame. We have got to stop expecting people to be everything and realize who they are. Like all of those things can be true and they can still be people that you should not put on a pedestal because they have shortcomings and shortfalls. And just because he's dating Taylor Swift does not mean we should be letting young girls worship him and think of, and he can also be a good brother and a good son and He cannot be a great role model for sportsmanship, and uh, you know, he has, he's has emotional violent tendencies. It seems when he is losing. When he's on top of the world, he seems to be a gem. So, like again, people aren't a monolith. Like I, I just think we have to get out of the habit of putting people on pedestals and thinking they can do no wrong. Like it's a really good teachable moment to look at Travis Kelsey with young girls and young men and say he's a great football player. And you cannot behave like that on a field. You are not Travis Kelsey. You are not a a future hall of famer. You are not a professional football player. You do not get to treat your coach that way. I don't care how passionate you feel. You don't talk to people that way. Like that was a mistake on his part. And we're just not comfortable having those conversations because we're so quick to put on our, uh, no pun intended, but like team jerseys and defend those that we like. Like all of those things can be true at the same time. And I think we're too quick to make people heroes and then we're quick to tear them down as soon as they don't align with everything. Like he acted like an absolute fucking buffoon. And I I think he has some real rage issues and I hope he addresses those. But listen, I also know that this is a common problem with NFL players. They take a lot of hits on the head. They're constantly getting beaten down. They're still doing research into what CRT is doing to their brains. It's making them mushy. Okay. These are not yeah, that's clear. If you were to ask me, would you trust Travis Kelsey to watch Lincoln for the afternoon? I would tell you no. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Jason Kelsey to watch my kid without Kylie with him. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just saying, I I can like Jason Kelsey and still be like, and I think he he has anger issues too. He's screaming at people and uh, people, but these are also people, especially men. Who have been told their whole lives that they're special, that they're going to be something important, and everything that has happened since has confirmed that. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. You're untouchable. You're this. You're that. And that even extends into. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Super Bowl. I'm sure you guys didn't watch any of the Super Bowl parade or whatever. But it, it, right after the Super Bowl, him standing up there and singing that fucking "Viva Las Vegas." Viva thing. Las
1: Vegas. You look like a Fucking you're not idiot. Even a
0: fool of yourself. Like, no, yeah. even even awesome. Taylor was like, mm, I don't know. Uh, I got the ick. Yeah, she got the ick. Like, you the only people, the only reason people are laughing and clapping right now is because they have you on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And that over mm-hmm. of course it overinflates egos. If everything you said and did, people laugh or laughed and clapped and egged you on, why would you have any self-reflection? So you're dealing with a group of people who has zero self reflection and zero like uh active acknowledgement of how they're perceived by others because no one's ever called them on their shit. Yeah.
1: Agreed.
0: Um okay. I wanted to do our last topic was going to be good news. Um and I'm going to preface this by saying I've never been a huge Christian Bale fan, okay? He's always been kind of like weird to me. Like I don't Batman? Have actively against
2: him. Like Batman? Yeah.
0: I don't okay. have af- anything actively against him, but I never thought he was like you know how some people are like Christian Bale is the greatest actor that's ever lived. That's just never been my feeling, but I've never disliked him. It's just always been like and eh, whatever.
1: Uh, I like him from Newsies. That's it.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's <laughs> fine. I always. Feel him. I love now, Me too. This was so he's planning to build twelve foster homes in California. They're going to help teenagers transition into permanent permanent housing and get job experience and set them on the path to actually have a life outside of the system and set them up for their adulthood. And guys, when I tell you that I teared up reading this because it's real easy to donate to food pantries and I'm not saying they don't need it. Of course they need it. And it's really easy to mm-hmm. donate to like these like real specific organizations and just like throw cash at things, but to physically build 12 homes to help this often forgot about population of human beings these foster kids who are over the age of you know 12 the in-between point where they're they're so old they're not cute and cuddly that you're not like oh sure we'll take an eight-year-old in they're trying to figure things out they're trying to figure out how to get a job they're trying to navigate school they're trying to figure out if they're going to graduate they're navigating you know college all, all these things to build 12 homes for them to give them this opportunity to succeed in life I just, it touched me. I thought it was beautiful and I was like, I'm grateful to him as a Californian and um, I just what a great way to spend your money. Like truly honestly helping people. Like truly yeah, helping yeah. people. And I just thought it was, I thought it was worthy of a shout out to Christian Bale for this. And listen, I don't give a shit. I, I saw online people were like, he's just doing it for the publicity. I don't care. I don't care. Get the publicity. Great. I don't give a shit. Because there's 12 homes being built for foster teenage kids. They're going to have a better shot at life because he's doing it for publicity or not. I'm just saying, even if you assume the worst about him, I don't care. He's still benefiting people. And I think that's beautiful. And I wish more rich people would spend their money this way. Uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Stop buying fucking super yachts on Twitter and spend your money on fucking kids who to no fault of their own, have ended up in these situations. Zero fault of their own. So, that's all. I just wanted to say that I was, I teared up a little bit. Very Shout emotional.
1: out Christian Bale.
0: That's what you spend your money on if you're Batman, folks.
2: Right! <laughs> Bruce Wayne in <and> the hizzy!
0: <laughs> Alright, so so what you got. Did you see that
2: meme? Did you see that meme that was like, we had a guy that started work today and his name was Wayne Bruce. And I was like, oh my God, man bat. <laughs> and no one got it. And they were like, what are you talking about? The girl was like, I fucking hate you all. Oh my God, how do you not know? It's-
0: That's amazing. <laughs> right? Man. I was like, yeah, you
2: will love this. I gotta doing it on the podcast. I love it. Even had a note for myself. I, did, I threw it away, but I had a note for myself to be like, mention this on the podcast.
1: Have you seen that, like, part? Like, is that what you're referring to, that part? I think it's on Big Bang when they're talking about if a man is a bat, is a man, is he Batman bat or whatever? Is that what you're talking about? Maybe, yes. I actually
2: never watched Big Bang Theory, but I just got it because it was, like, Batman and the guy's name was Wayne Bruce, so it was Man Bat. Like, I was like, that's fucking funny, but maybe that's it. I never watched Big Bang Theory, but you know what's so funny? So I have to say this really quick. So... Katie watches like she has like a couple shows that are like her comfort shows, just like everybody else with anxiety, except for Jackie. Um but like he has no anxiety. <laughs> she doesn't have anxiety. But um her, one of hers is Big Bang Theory. And I think Mine friends too. and uh, family guy, I think are her three go-to's. So She was like you know talking to me about being there. i was like i've never watched it she's like do you know why i watch it so much and i was like no or do you know why i got into it and i was like no why she said and this was like the sweetest thing ever like i was like in tears so like a week and a half or two weeks before my mom passed katie and gail came to visit at my mom's house and i was there obviously with my mom and Gail and I were talking about something and Katie sat in a room with my mom and like our like we had like a three seasons room that my mom's bed was in, her hospital bed and like her oxygen machine, all that. And Katie sat with my mom and talked with her while she watched the Big Bang Theory. And so that became one of Katie's like favorite shows because of that. I was like, That's right. That cool. is literally one of the sweetest things. Like Katie is just great people. Just Fucking good people. Anyway, so I I just wanted to tell you that because I thought it was interesting. Big Bang
1: Theory, sir. Yeah, you should watch it. It's, <laughs> it's very wholesome. I feel like it, it's a feel it. good show. You should. It's it's like for me, it's The Office and Big Bang of the two my anxiety shows that I just start over yeah. every time and just watch right. to fall asleep or whatever. And it's very wholesome. Something about it is just very feel good. Yeah, um, All right. I'll give it a whirl. You know, give it, give it a whirl. whirl. Um, So one of the things I had two things I was going to talk about, but I'm saving one for my what I'm obsessed with. So the one thing is, did you guys see Kanye West's Super Bowl commercial? No. Okay. So what he did is he paid all the money that he had for the commercial spot and admits it that he didn't have any money left over for the commercial itself. So Adidas as you know dropped him with his Yeezys. They were like no you're you've gone off yeah. the deep end. We don't want to have anything to do with you. So what right. it is is he literally recorded in the back seat of like a dark car. It's very dark. The sound is horrible. With his iPhone set up like vertically, he recorded himself saying I bought this spot on the Super Bowl like with my I think it was like two million dollars and now I don't have any money to shoot the commercial so this is just me saying I have a ton of Yeezy shoes now because I'm stuck with them and go to yeezy.com and please buy them um that's all and it clicks off and the um part where he goes um yeah that that's all is like three and a half seconds long so, you like, if you figure out the money, like, you paid for, like, a 30-second spot. It's so ridiculous. And it's so bad oh, and so yeah. cringy. So, of course, I go to Yeezy.com to see, like, yeah, what it Yeah, sure. Has, Why you know? would like, you? is it really cool? It is, like, somebody slapped together a quick website. There is no... no I have to do it. I'm going on right There now. is nothing to it. There's no shoes on it. There's like, no on it. What's and that? everything is $20. <gasps> what? There's Remember t-shirts, there one, there's, like, some, like, pants, there's some like jogger pants. There's some long sleeve shirts and everything is $20 and there are no easy shoes. Oh my what god, it god, this one is website- wild.
2: It was like it was like um do you remember that one old website? It was like an old browser that you were like, you could build on. Do you remember this? When I am so old. Oh my God, the
1: There is absolutely, it's like a blank, like white background. There's no like three lines where you can click like contact us or whatever. There's like a shopping cart <laughs> and there's like 10 shirts you can buy for $20 each and like some pants.
2: Wow. And that's it.
1: And he is obviously oh. so desperate to sell off some of this stock, and he's got nothing. Nothing. This is like, wild.
2: Netscape, Netscape. And you can like Netscape, build yes. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is classic. I know. Yeah. So Everybody go, yeah.
1: go to YouTube and just type in uh, Kanye's Super Bowl commercial, and you can watch this clip where he's just recording on his iPhone. I think it's a great idea
2: that we all visit the website and then don't fucking buy anything
1: like that yeah even though it's $20 I'm sure it's tempting but no don't buy anything because don't buy a thing man man. I can't stand Kanye
0: West but I hope I hope he gets the help he needs like this guy needs to he really does you know
2: like I I was having a conversation about Kanye uh, probably like Four or five weeks ago and it we we started talking about something where it was like cancellation and when do you cancel somebody when do you not and when is it too far And when is it not and when is an artist like do you remember that one conversation we all had about when the crawdads sing yeah. and we were like so do you yeah. can you can you still love the art and not like the artist sort of thing so like i had this conversation about kanye about like i I really enjoyed Kanye's rap music, right? Like, I really liked it. Like, and I still have some of his songs.
1: I do, I have two of his CDs and they're good CDs. They're from early 2000s, but they were fine. So
2: like, I truly think it it is possible to separate the art from the artist, but then I think going forward, you can't ever support the art again. Is that wrong? Is that right? Do you guys feel the same way? Like, you can say that I, that I agree. Did.
1: Like, yeah. that's how kind like of, of how I feel County. about like Michael Jackson. Like, I hear right. his songs, like his old songs, and I'm like, oh. Or, like, if I see something about Come him on, on TV, 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 I'll kind of watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, like, interesting. But I watch the documentary, and I do not support him. And I wouldn't give any money to anything. Well, maybe he's dead. It's not going right. to help him any. But you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't throw any money that way. Right, right, but I can well, say like Gail, that he was a good artist.
2: Right, and like Gail, for the longest time, she was like, "At my funeral, I want Pyt plays. I want Pyt." And I was like, after that documentary, I was like, "You need to reevaluate what song yes. you want played at your funeral because I'm play <laughs> now, not playing Pyt." Because now, yeah, and she was like, "You're right." You're right. I will figure it out. And I was like, thank you. Jesus Christ. I couldn't even imagine this. Flip it on PYT at Gail's funeral. Like if I'm even alive, then who knows what's gonna happen. But yeah. (laughs) You guys, I haven't drank in a long time. Um
0: what are you guys obsessed with this week?
1: Um, Okay, so this was my other topic, but this is what I'm obsessed with. Have you guys been following Stingray Gate? Yes. With the shark? What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. So there is a stingray in North Carolina in a little aquarium the size of a construction dumpster. She is living in this aquarium. She's a round stingray. So it's kind of like a different kind of breed than you usually see. They're brown there and, you okay. know, whatever. And she was put in this aquarium with a, a handful of sharks that are not um, predators to her. And she is now pregnant. If she what? <laughs> she has some bite marks on her fins, like on the outside, you know, her, the outside of fins, and sharks do bite when they mate, so they're saying it's either going to be these shark hybrid stingray pups, or it's just that she like asexually like reproduced, which is possible because. It's it's a thing that happens with um, some insects, some yeah amphibians, amphibians, never mammals. yeah, right. But it's never happened with her breed of stingray, and I I think it's called parthogenesis, parthenogenesis, where she can spontaneously become pregnant. And I love that they're using the line um, from Jurassic like, Park? nature finds a way, uh, or whatever yes! it is. Is that what it is from Jurassic yeah. Park? Yeah. Life finds a way. Life, Life finds, finds a way.
2: I yeah. love that.
1: But she has not been with a male stingray in eight years, and she is pregnant, and she's due any day. So, some scientists have come out and said, like, it's definitely the like partho thing. It's that happened. There's no way that she got pregnant by these sharks. But the internet is so excited for the possibility they're of like stingray hybrids. They're shipping the sharks. They're and shipping the... the sharks and the stingray, and it's so cute. And like everybody's shark talking rain, about it. Shark I love it. I is, love
2: it it. Shark way? is it shark
1: ray? Is it hashtag shark ray? I think what we're seeing oh, there's like shark ray, sting shark. There's all these different like things shark, that they're calling shark.
2: it.
0: What I find fascinating shark is it's not a secret that we're going to over the next you know million years or so breed men out of existence, and we're seeing the animals do it first,
1: which yeah. is just
0: yeah. wild to me. And
1: it's more and more animals. Mm-hmm. It used to be a couple of insects. And now it's life finds a way. And these like other animals that they didn't know could do this are starting to do it when held alone without somebody to yeah. mate with. Yeah, well, that you voice. Know, like you better get in, your
0: act together. You're well, gonna like, be like, in Jurassic out.
2: Park. Do you guys remember in the, the very the original Jurassic Park? Like Sam Neill jump jumps over, you know, jumps over the, the uh wood. And he sees the nest, and he's like, uh, "I thought all the girls were all the dinosaurs are female." And they're like, "You know he he said some West African species of frog spontaneously switch." And I was just like, "That's fucking awesome, Michael Crichton! Look at Michael Crichton! <laughs> like, but this is amazing. I would. L- I'm I'm Team Stingray. Not you got to get on this stingray. side of TikTok, man. It's delightful." Yeah. Oh, send team... me send them to
1: me so I can get them in my algorithm. Shark Ray. My algorithm is I'm, a lot of Broadway. I'm team Shark Ray, but I'm also very excited about the fact that this is a new species that can now asexually reproduce yeah. and so cool. that yeah, it's yeah, just going to cool. be more and more animals that do this. And when we get our first mammal that does it, oh my God. Yeah, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is huge. Everybody obsessed with this week.
2: So I have a couple things. One, I started watching Julia on Max. Have you guys watched Julia on Max? I don't. So have- it's about Julia Child, and it's very good. Um, Sarah Lancashire is the is the main actress who plays Julia Child. Um, very delightful series. I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, I re- I grew up with Julia Child, right? Like I just like remember her. Like my grandmother watched her. She'd be getting drunk. <laughs> like, I feel like the Swedish chef is very similar to like Juliet. They were like, but like, yeah. even know, she wasn't Swedish or you know, whatever, but like, I, I enjoy it. So that's one thing. The next thing I'm obsessed with is, um, so I released a book of poetry. <laughs> um, you guys, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a fucking asshole. But like I you always feel like, like an this... asshole, just say it. All right, cool. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> what the book? <fuck? laughs> like I feel like this collection, this book, this whatever you want to call it, means more to me than anything I've ever written in my entire life. Um I have been collecting, uh curating poems for a very long time. Um very very long time and it has been really cathartic to put them all together into sort of this collection of you know i I put it into the the name of the poetry book is the um the space between heartache and healing and the whole layout is there's the first third which is you know shattered uh reconstruction and repaired and I've, I've had a lot of trauma in my life and I never, I, you know, going to therapy for the last year and a year and a couple of months of uh, like religious therapy, like I go, I go at least once a month. Like I used to go to therapy pretty regularly, even before that, but like, then I stopped because we moved here and then a lot of life happened and yada, yada, but like going now. And I, I, I've, I've learned a lot about myself and a lot of my, tr- my past trauma. And I've learned a lot about how, being honest and being truthful with my words can mean more than anything else that I do, um, is really important and releasing this and seeing, you know, I mean, what's your, it's just four reviews. It's not like I'm like some fucking poet, like poet laureate of dogwood lane, like fucking, you know, steel magnolias. Like, no, I'm, I'm literally just excited to see that. People have opened it, read it, and gone, yes, I understand this, or, oh, my gosh, thank you for being so brave. Um, that's been really, really, really exciting, and something I didn't expect, because I kind of didn't think anybody would ever buy it. I never thought anybody would buy it, because I'm like, who wants who wants this? Nobody. I want it out there, because I wanted to hold it in my hands. I wanted to hold this poetry book in my hands. Um it's it's been really amazing. Um, not to mention the fact that I type, tagged Heidi Blickenstaff in it and she commented on my picture. I Go see it if for you it. like.
0: I was waiting for it.
2: It was amazing. It was the best day of my life. Oh my god! She commented and then she came back and commented again because she made a typo. And I was just like, "Listen, lady, I get it. I get it." She was like, "Don't comment if you've had a fucking margarita on an empty stomach." I'm like, "Listen, I've had a gummy and a fangirling. Don't worry." Like. Ultimately, though, this poetry book has meant a lot to me, and um, I'm really, I'm really grateful that I was able to do it. Because had I been at my old publisher, I would not have been able to do this. I would not have been able to publish this. I don't think. I don't think they would have wanted to. I don't think I could have got out of my contract. I think it's just important to, And maybe I could have. Who knows? I really don't know. But like at the end of the day, I'm really happy that I did it. And my next book, When Worlds Collide, comes out March first. I'm so excited about this book. Like it's with my ARC readers now, like I am
1: jazzed
2: about this book. Like I spent months researching Broadway bullshit, which has become my life now. Like it's my algorithm, it's my everything. Like I Broadway everything, I'm just like Broadway. Um, And publishing and uh, movie rights and all of those things just for this one book. And I am so, happy with how this book turned out like i i know like i've said in the past like home for the holidays is my favorite book like this book to me is the book when i decided to write exactly what i wanted when i wanted to i had to make no revisions i was able to do what i wanted to do and i really took a a a a little step away from like form and like got to play with different types of things like the whole second act is text messages and journal entries and there's no real like it's not like a normal book for the entire second act I'm I love it I absolutely love this book I'm so jazzed about it probably do horrible but I don't care like I love it that much I don't care but anyways that's it that's all I'm obsessed with um oh no I'm not gonna say that I'll see you next time bye uh, oh wait I'm not leaving yet I'm gonna still be here I don't never mind I'm gone <laughs>
0: Is your spiral done? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, I'm going to do mine real quick. Uh, I'm obsessed this week. Have you guys been on the side of TikTok where they're doing the uh, women over thirty or women under twenty ask questions to women over thirty and get the answers? Oh my god! it's no. fucking- what? It's delightful. It's like a warm hug of like feminism and female interest and just the advice it's so interesting to see like what the women who are 20 in their twenties are asking. And it's just like, we, we often look back on our twenties with such fondness, right? Because you didn't have a, well, not you Stacey, but you didn't have a ton of responsibilities. And like, it was, you know, it it was a wild time. Your twenties, you're like finishing your growing up period or whatever. So some of these questions, like my boyfriend just broke up with me and it, it, I just, it hurts every day more and more. And I just don't know how I'll ever get over this and watching women who are over 30 swoop in and just be like, you're going to be okay. And, but not in like a that. condescending right. way, like this really thoughtful, empathetic way. And it's just, every time one of these little clips pops up, it just makes me so happy to see how women for the most part are so kind to each other and want to, we get this bad reputation for women hating younger women and you know being mad that they still have their youth and their beauty. And I'm quote, I'm using air quotes here. Like and that no, they're yeah. irrelevant. And but to just see the the kindness and like tender approach that older women are taking with these younger ones to make sure that they're okay and they know everything's going to be okay. And to give them something to look forward to. Cause I think the message in society for so long has been like, once you're over 30, you don't like have a ton of value because all of a sudden you're not as valuable to men and seeing this, I don't know, like this warm hug of just being like being over 30 is the best time of my life. Like you're more secure. You have a better sense of yourself. You have more money, like all of these things. Like, it's just,
1: if you, you guys stop giving a fuck, yeah
0: you give a fuck less and less every year and it's because mm-hmm. your confidence grows right because you realize right. your worth isn't based on what men think of you like there's all these things that play into it but if you guys aren't on that side of tiktok it's get on delightful. it delightful
1: send me one so i can get it in my algorithm absolutely send
0: you one <laughs> they're up in my newsfeed all the time because you know you like two and all of a sudden that's all you get yeah but get me hit me hit me beautiful and it's just there's there's those moments and i in all honesty, I hope men have those moments too. I hope there's a side of TikTok that I'm not privy to that there's 40-year-old guys giving 20-year-old guys this kind of like encouragement and like, you know, um boost of like, hey, don't date the the fucking hottest girl in the room. Date the one that, you know, makes you soup when you're sick or like whatever. I hope they have that too. I hope there's an equivalent for it. Um, but it's it's really touching.
1: I saw it on Facebook. There was it was one of those like I don't know, pages that always post questions, you know, like in the know or whatever. And they posted, I thought it was really interesting. They posted instead of, hey, 60-year-old women, give advice to 20-year-old women. It was reversed. And it was 20-year-old women, what advice do you have for 60-year-old women? And I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. And it was so sweet. It was not condescending. It was not rude. It was not, it was them saying very kindly these things about like, open your mind to some of the things because I dyed my hair pink I'm not a punk like maybe you wanted to do that too when you were my age like just they were so kind and I was like oh this is really interesting to read about like yeah just the fact that they weren't snarky at all sure yeah it was really cool to read Yeah, yeah. that was awesome
2: I need that kind of TikTok because I just don't have that like I don't feel it like, I think that's part of my problem My TikTok is just not fun, so I'm not on it that often. I just wanted to like pick me up and carry me instead of like depress me. God,
0: yeah. So that's it for us this week, guys. Have the best weekend available to you. And um, (laughs) drunk Aaron is.
2: (laughs) I'm definitely. This is
0: this is fun. I I can manage drunk Aaron if there's not also a drunk Julie. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and a tipsy stacy like yeah. the three of us it's
0: yeah, it's, it's kind of right. hard to i've had a long week so i appreciate that it's just drunk er, drunk erin listen
2: okay. i've been trying to be cool for you I all been right to... have a good weekend everyone bye <laughs> bye, bye she's love. like shut up <laughs> fierce fan media